0: Everyone and welcome back to Between Realities. My name is Alex. I am joined here by my co-host Skiva. Skiva, what's up, dude? What's up, buddy? How are you? Great. This is we were just talking right before we went live. This has been such a chill, like relaxed going into the show for us today. Like between technical difficulties was like last week and this week, we're just like chilling. Smooth. Cruising. We are so excited to have you guys here with us. What's up to everybody in the chat? Lisa, thanks for being here. German Rifter. Uh, Mr. Trinidad, who I hope is sparking it up just about now. Aspen Darkfire in the house. How's it going, brother? Glitch Fandango, the man, dude. Glitch Fandango going back through the Between Realities catalog, watching all the episodes and leaving feedback on all of them. Dude, thank you. Thanks, Glitch. You're the man. So fucking awesome. And you guys, if you haven't seen any of the past episodes, follow this guy's example, because with all of our guests every week, we have really awesome exciting new perspectives on the conversations that we sometimes yeah. have regularly
1: go ahead and subscribe because we got we talk to a lot of awesome people and the only way you're gonna know about this every week is subscribing click on the little bell button yeah
0: absolutely Maybe give us
1: a like while you're down there
0: you know you're, you're, you will do all of those things now thank you, you. Will. um licks Nyx is awesome. here as well how's it going gamertag vr we What's are up, such fans of GT. How's it going, brother? Thank you for being here as well. Um, waiting in the wing, someone who has uh, managed to drop into our chat already. Uh, this is a guy who's known for his work with uh, the VR Master League and with Phaser Lock Interactive, who make uh, Final Assault, mm-hmm. the VR RTS mm-hmm. game. It's really awesome. Uh, he is super hardworking, driven, passionate dude in the community, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. Please welcome Brad Sleepy Atkins to Between Realities. How are you doing, man?
2: Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me today. Awesome, Thank you dude. for joining us. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you. This is going to be great, dude.
0: You yep. know, we've had the opportunity to like cross paths within, you know, our doings in our virtual reality community and one of the things that has always really stood out to me is like how freaking professional you are, dude. Like <laughs> the punctuation on every message is perfect and like it's clean and like you say all the right things and like you know, you're communicative and you like are ahead of the ball every time. And like, you are a true fucking professional, man. So uh, thanks for bringing that to our community, dude.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't even really know what to say about it. Like, it's just kind of who I am. Uh, I usually try and have a lot of different things going on at once and trying to keep them all organized is crazy. But I don't know, I just feel like, you know, taking that extra effort to Put in a little punctuation here and there and really show people that you're taking the time to write them this message goes a long way especially in our small community and when you're reaching out to these oftentimes very small uh, indie or solo developers and uh, uh, even to the community members you know that that little bit of personalization helps and as far as you know the things that i say it's it, this is all stuff that i feel so it's easy to say these things because This is how I feel about our our industry, about our communities, about what's going on. And, you know, oftentimes you see my Twitter is more of an echo chamber for other people than it really is talking about things that I'm doing, because most of the stuff I'm doing is team stuff and I'm working behind the scenes on a lot of things nowadays. So, uh, you know, I'd rather build other people up and continue to have other people grow and, and continue to build our industry up as a whole rather than just, you know, try and lift one person up.
0: Mm -hmm. well we appreciate you for that man and uh you know folks like you uh are needed you know like like you mentioned the vr community is small right and Mm -hmm. like the development or the studios the developers they're small and like it's all kind of like small and i think everyone knows that but someone needs to start taking the shit seriously right and like acting like this shit is professional and that we're not fucking around you know and like that's Mm -hmm. where you come in for me Mm -hmm. like when, he, when Sleepy's a part of it, no one's fucking around anymore. Like, this is a professional event. Like, yep. well, no, no joking around. Like, be on time. Like, let's get this done kind of situation, you know? And I really admire that and appreciate that.
2: Um, yeah, now... Don't get me wrong. Fun is still a a very basic part of everything that we do. But yes, you know, uh, you know, we just find that when things aren't organized, when you don't know what's going on, when you don't know where to be and what time and where to go and who you're talking to and and stuff like that, it becomes not fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. And even the most fun game and the most what could be fun tournament could turn into the biggest headache of your life uh, because of deck issues or or things like that. So, yeah, people have no idea what's
1: going like what what it really takes to successfully organize some of these games like to get Mm -hmm. all of these people that are playing from all different parts of the world through all different time zones get them at the same place at the same time to you know to to participate in these events and if people don't show up it screws the whole thing up it's a serious thing man it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of organization skills it takes a lot of, you know, project management. It's it's not easy. And um, props to you. You know, I, I organized that uh, grapple tournament tournament and got a big taste of what that was like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that going on and I was like, oh, boy, I wonder if uh, Volskiva knows what he's gotten himself into with that one. But uh, but yeah, no, I was great. I watched that. It was, it was an excellent execution. So congrats to you on that. And, uh, you know, you know, as much as I would love to take credit for all the professionalism and organization of both VRML events and other events. Again, everything that I do is always a part of a team. Like there's always so much more going on than just what I'm doing. You know, with the VRML, we've got Dakin Man and Nightfire and Nomen and Palador at the helm, as well as, you know, a slew of governing mods and moderators within each community. You've got your casters within each community. Uh, and then now we're, you know, branching out and, and looking into building content creation teams within those communities and really trying to help highlight and, and spotlight the people that, that are here, again, within our communities and wanting to make a name for themselves and show their own side, their own creative spirit, their own ideas and things like that. And, um, you know, a lot of what I have comes from the support and knowledge from people within this community, you know, Kier and Poon Anders over at V Respawn. Uh, Vivian also over there was a big supporter of me initially. A lot of the members of the Onward community were part of the reason why I even began casting in the first place. So if it wasn't for this community, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. uh and it what would, a community I would continue it to do it yeah great, it great really community. is amazing people in this amazing people
0: like onikaze who's here in the chat He yeah, shows up, up every buddy? single week it's great to see you man kenny Farron's in the house saying sleepy's the best and uh michael dauber who uh is also from phaser lock right says they're still frozen in austin so phaser lock is uh the company that makes final assault which is a rts and mm-hmm. you guys are based in austin so you were mentioning before the show that oh sorry that uh that uh shit is kind of rough down there right i mean we all know shit's rough right there in, in texas but how is it affecting you guys uh at phaser lock
2: yeah it's it's been tough i mean for myself i'm part of our west coast division uh if you will because i'm out here in los angeles i'm a remote employee um but uh the rest of the team is based locally there in austin in texas and of course as a lot of you know that this week has been really brutal on them with this unprecedented winter, winter storm that hit them so A lot of them have been without power pretty much all week. Uh, Many dealing with a lot of the side effects of that, pipes bursting, things of that nature. And so, it's been really tough. And I've been, you know, just torn up about it because I'm all the way out here. I want to help. What can I do? But I can't. Uh, So it's been it's been interesting. But I've been really uh, kind of hit. (laughs) Sorry, been hit a little hard just watching my team kind of have to tough it out this week in tents and boiling water and shit like that and it's just it, it hurts to watch your team watch your colleagues have to go through that
0: right well at least they've got you there online <laughs> plugged in correspondence you know like if you were also in texas uh that's one less man that's out there on the front lines while they're all struggling to get back online so i'm looking for a silver lining here
1: yeah yeah did we did we really tell the audience what what VRML is I mean, we just, I guess we get all this we'll, too. Yeah, we'll
0: get to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know, because uh, we're, you know, competing tournaments and shit, right? Like, hey, what's up, Metper? just saw you slide in. And uh, uh, Lirial, thanks for being here as well. Danny Humbley, um, how's it going? Oh, Danny, I didn't even, oh, it's because he got the mod, man. That oh, mod. Yeah. By the way, we need a, a, probably another mod or two. Yeah. So if you're yeah. one of the people who comes in every week and you're interested in maybe being a mod and like, allowing the comments that have swear words and stuff like that hit us up because we could probably use one or two more. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to get to before we got to VRML was mm-hmm. the tournament that we were in for um final assault. Oh yeah. Sleepy put together. Uh-huh. And uh, that was extremely fun, dude. Like that was, that was a great time. Yeah. And uh, another game that I got, you know, that I had to play up against soul Fox in typically, Yeah. but, uh. but anyway, <laughs> that final assault tournament was awesome, man. And like, I think you know that was like a good demonstration of how to properly execute an event like
2: that yeah yeah for sure thank you yeah um you know it was re- that one was a really easy one to do uh well i say it was really easy but the number of times i probably cried watching uh, stack up ad reels while i was planning the show out uh, is ridiculous <laughs> um because that that cause hits really close to home for me so putting together that event and uh enlisting you know, the likes of yourselves and other folks from around the industry and other influencers and content creators uh, like GT out here in the audience um, to help us raise money for for veterans who often feel disconnected even in the best of times. So, you know, we're all dealing with this self-isolation and self-quarantine right now. And uh, that, can, that can hit hard for a lot of folks, but especially hard for those who are already facing some mental challenges due to what they're going through. So it was a great job and we, you know, we raised, uh, you know, 2,500 bucks for stack up. Uh, we recently got word that we'll be sending out a supply crate of gaming uh, devices and, and other paraphernalia to a unit that's stationed downrange. So we're hoping to hear back and see some pictures back from that group soon. And yeah, it was it was really great. It was really fun. I'm glad you guys all had a great time. Uh, Cause again, for me as a tournament organizer or anyone involved in eSports, that's what matters most is that people had a good time and that everything was you know competitively mm-hmm. fair and balanced. Well, I'll tell you, I, I know I had a blast. And, you know, even though
1: I got absolutely destroyed, which, you know, that's kind of kind of my thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm really good at getting destroyed. Ah. But uh, just, you know, the fact that we were able to play a game with our friends, have fun, and now things are going overseas to the troops to help. Like, how, how much more awesome can that right. get,
0: right? We played video games and we're helping the soldiers. Mm-hmm. What the it's 2021 <laughs> mm-hmm. andy obscure nerd vr thanks for dropping in dude tones my bones is here as well What's he's a great fan of ours thanks for being a part of this um you know i personally am not someone who like loves military stuff you know what i mean like i'm sure. not really a fan of like war you know mm-hmm. and all of this shit and i actually had a moment of reflection during that tournament where like we were playing a game right mm-hmm. But, like, that game emulates war. Mm-hmm. But then we raised money to send to people who aren't playing a fucking game, you know? That like are in war. That are in yep. war, right? Like, there's there was, like, something that, like, clicked in that moment for me. I was like, damn, dude, like, I'm just playing a fucking game, right? But, like, yep. there's some people, like, this whole thing ain't no fucking game, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. ships, guns, bullets, explosions, like, yep. this shit's fucking real. And I've had some friends who have joined the military. Mm-hmm. There was a, a close friend of mine who joined the Marines and I remember him talking to me about joining. And I was like, dude, don't do that. Are you crazy? Like, you don't want to go over there and do all that shit, you know? But he was like, I'm going, you know? And this mm-hmm. is a kid who we bonded over our love of gaming. Yeah. So now yeah. doing something like this with StackUp and with Phaser Lock, I almost kind of felt like I was like helping send a PlayStation over to my buddy who joined, even though I told him that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. For me, that is like like so awesome you know like i don't feel like i'm like supporting a war machine or anything you know like i feel like i'm like giving games to homies who need it you know like those guys are all just homies who wish they still had their fucking systems and shit from back home you know and like it really does uh it is awesome dude and it like really did give me like a great feeling about all of it like it gave me perspective about war and what it might maybe means to be in the fucking military and uh and all of it dude and it's all uh thanks to the event
2: yeah thanks. That was amazing. It was well, really I'm glad good stuff to, um I mean, that's that's really great to hear. I'm glad you know that the event was able to do more, you know than just what it was for, which was raising money. I'm glad you were able to take something else out of it and and see a side of things that maybe you weren't willing to look at before. so uh, or see before. So that's awesome, man, cool.
0: yeah, <laughs> it is cool. And, uh, you know, another thing that we were talking about before the show was casting, right? Like you just mentioned how you're a caster and we'll start to get into some of what the VRML is. Why don't you, before we talk about casting and specifically, just give people who maybe aren't familiar with VRML, just kind of like the elevator pitch as to like what you guys are doing.
2: Sure, absolutely. Uh, So the VRML or the VR Master League is a VR community-based esports league. Uh, We were built by the community uh, by just a few members of the Onward community back at the end of 2016. Uh, ever since then, we just started banding together and building something. And uh, what eventually grew out of it was a league. Uh, and then we just kind of, as things kept going, we started expanding that into other games. And so now what it's turned into is a community built, community driven league uh, that's looking to basically grow itself into becoming, you know, the ESL, the MLG, the. You know the rainbow six league of of er esports i mean we feel like this is the next wave of esports entertainment and i think a lot of people out there will agree and, and in time once we have all the technology that's really there to su- support the vision uh you know watching players on a live stage physically engaging in the game that they're playing rather than sitting behind a bank of monitors while you're watching them play above is going to be an entirely different experience or being able to watch the games, the championship games from your home in your headset in the stadium surrounding the game that's what we envision. That's the kind of stuff that we see. That's the future of esports. And to me, that's so much more entertaining than, like I said, sitting and watching a, a people playing behind a bank of monitors. And this not to discount what they're doing. You know, I've said this a, a bunch in any of the interviews or anything I've talked about. Like the skills that it takes for those people to be professionals in their esports in the 2D world it's not to be dismissed like that all that stuff all takes talent right like i suck at counter strike you're not going to see me going in and my skills from onward or a vr game translating into counter-strike prowess not at all i'm terrible at mouse and keyboard games but you know you put me in a vr game and i can acclimate pretty quickly uh so uh, yeah i i I just think like this is this is the future of esports we're getting behind it we're we want to be on the tip of the spear we want the community to help us build it help us help tell us what's wrong with it if it's wrong help fix it help mold it into what it needs to be so that way when it does become that official standard uh it's you know it's solidified it's solid it's concrete Mm -hmm.
1: you know i i i think esports is pretty awesome i think um uh some of these people are so incredibly talented right but you go you, we watch esports as they are now and people go well how is this really a sport it's some dude with the mouse and keyboard clicking right but you get virtual reality esports now you have people aiming down the sights of guns you got people dropping on the floor prone ducking and and weaving and dodging things and it actually takes some physical um yeah. you know a lot a lot of takes a lot of your energy you actually have to <laughs> Really break a sweat, so we're really getting to a point now where like esports is really esports, truly. You know what I mean? Truly esports, and you got people like Sleepy that that are casting over these over these games and making it feel like a like an ESPN experience, if you will,
0: 100%. While playing games. I mean,
1: 100%. if you guys haven't seen any of this, like with Onward for example, they have a free camera that they're able to manipulate through the worlds. Um, and not just be stuck on one person's view, although they can switch to whoever's view that they want. But they can fly around. They can see exactly what's happening from any angle that they want. They can see, you know, the line of sight of where people are pointing. They can see the names above everyone's heads. And and man, they just they just go at it the whole time. They they cast the game, and it is incredible. is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to watch. I really really enjoy it.
0: Sir Dimwi snuck into the chat. How's it going, Dimwi? Thanks for being here. And sadly, it's Bradley giving it up to another Brad saying. This Brad is a champion. So thanks to both of our Brads here. Sadly, Absolutely. Bradley was on our show earlier this season. and If you didn't catch that episode. Yeah, check it out. Do it mm-hmm. during the week. Up, man. Um, oh, mm-hmm. Dark Angel is here as well. Nice. How you doing? What's doing? up, Dark Angel? Nice. So the shirt that I'm wearing right now is from my official VRML event um, mm-hmm. that I got to take part of. And so did Skiva, yep. which was the Cyber Shoes Onward Championship. And that was for Gamescom
1: one... 2020. Yeah, that games. was one
0: of the most fun things I have ever done. And it was awesome, great event. Everybody's running around with cyber shoes. It was super fun. Um, I got this dope-ass t-shirt with the VRML logo on it, which I will... The
1: jersey, bruh. Yeah, you're right. It's not a t-shirt. I fucked up. It's
0: a jersey. It is legit. It's like moisture wicking. Like, this thing feels Mm -hmm. really nice. Um, But, you know, I streamed it. We all streamed it. You know, the people who were playing it. And then afterwards, I went and watched the VRML broadcast of it. And it was like... Yeah. amazing to your mind, see. Didn't it? because yeah. you know i'm not a professional onward player so i don't know everyone in that community but like knowing all of the people that were in that video added so much like drama to everything you know <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it comes down to the casting and now i'm excited to get to this because casting is something that i don't think people understand how like how much it takes to be yeah. able to do that like you need to be so many things. You need to be fast. You need to be intelligent. You need to have a deep vocabulary. You need to have an wit. You got to be super witty. Super witty. You have to know every fucking thing about that game.
1: You got to know like, that game inside and out. Inside,
0: inside and out, out. because yeah. oftentimes when you're watching a competitive thing, in especially VR you need some context. Like you see, just see a bunch of things bouncing into each other. It's like really hard to know like where the dramatics are happening and like what's actually important. And one of the things that you guys do so well is give all of that context to the situations and like let people know like, Hey, he's approaching this corner right now. And this is a big fucking thing. Cause if he gets dropped, then they can move, you know? And like, (laughs) it gives, it gives so much more to the experience than just watching a live stream. Because if you're just watching a live stream, you're just watching everything unfold. You're like, okay, yeah, uh, whatever. This is cool. Maybe you're getting some I of the care? streamers. Why do I care? Exactly. Casters make you care. A good caster makes you care. Mm. And everything I've seen at the VRML has just been fucking,
1: yeah. like absolutely amazing professional so all the way seriously like an espn event seriously with, with the games that you love
0: mm-hmm. and like it's the amazing. stinger you know like a stinger yeah. that swings by <laughs> and shit like it is oh, yeah. like it, is, so legit. it is legit
1: very so legit if you haven't yeah. checked this out please go to vrml's twitch channel and check out some of their broadcasts um i know you guys have a youtube channel too but you mostly focus on the twitch stuff right
2: yeah, uh, Twitch is just where all the live stuff happens. Uh, we, we save all the VODs of everything that goes down on any of the YouTube channels as well. So you can always go back and watch pretty much any event that's ever happened in VRML history since we've started casting. Um, yeah, and I mean, all of that is due to, again, the team uh Noman for helping us build this new production deck which you know you guys saw in the Cyber Shoes event and featured in our onward series and you know palador from the echo community has taken that that same broadcasting deck and and built it into his own and and made it into what you see on the echo streams now i mean it, it we really just kind of give you the keys like we we've got this platform and service of of things where we want to bring you into it we want to we want your volunteers we want your passionate community members to come in and say we want to take the reins here we want to drive this boat and then we give them the keys and the tools and say okay here's here's what we recommend but we're going to leave it up to you and we'll be here if we need to pull the plug on anything that's going to cause you know some crazy drama or something like that but otherwise we're here to give the communities the tools to build themselves leagues and tournaments and ways to engage themselves and encourage more players and more play time. So it's really more than just about growing us. It's about growing the abilities of those around us and helping. You know, the casting team. All of us are amateurs. We all are are volunteers. We all came from the community. Most of us with zero experience. I came in with zero experience. I just liked to talk and I liked onward. <laughs> so I knew what I was talking about, and that translated well into casting. Um, Thanks to that, I got the ability to work with, uh, you know, professional casters from ESL and have the ability to go to different events and work with them in a live studio setting and get that experience as well, which has helped me pass that along to the rest of the team and give them ways uh, to improve and things to think about. But at the same time, like you have to realize, you know, look at what it is you're doing. Go back and watch yourself think, you know, analyze yourself from an outside point of view and say, what am I doing that's annoying? What might what might be annoying an audience am i humming and hawing too much am i uh liking you know is is this like you know this thing like that i do like all the time like you know th- these are things that you should think about is there a word that i'm overusing am i saying absolutely or you know you know tremendous too much am i overusing that word these are things you can go back and look at i mean if at one point i sat back and i said i'm going to take myself out of the main host and stick to co-casting for a while to and more of an analytical side of the desk so that i can work on focusing on what's happening in the game and then giving a better analysis to the viewers to what it is rather than just calling the action because calling the action can be easy Uh, you're literally just just spouting out you're just waterfalling what's happening on screen it's the guy doing the analyst work that has to take that and make the connection with the audience right and i think that's where i found my niche more so than the action now i can call your action too but i tend to lean more into the analytical side than I do uh, to the hot shots calling.
0: Mothership VR just snuck in. Thanks for joining us here, Mothership VR, on your lunch break. Pleasure to have you. Um, I would actually just share this with Skiva right before the show as well. We try not to talk too much before the show, but like mm-hmm. the few things we mentioned today were all relevant. Um, <laughs> it's actually something I've not, I haven't shared with uh, our audience yet, but I think the first thing I ever did, like sitting in front of a camera in an effort to like put myself in this space, was before VR happened and it was an audition tape to be a caster for the MOBA Smite. You ever heard of Smite, Sleepy? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I played the fuck out of Smite. And (laughs) um they did like, you know, be a caster, right? And I was like, okay, there's not there can't be too many people doing this. And not only that, I feel like I can do that. You know, like I could get out there, boom. Like I know the game, like let's go. And uh, you know, I I recorded a tape. I was like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, you absolutely need me. So Hit me up, you know, that kind of thing. And they're like, okay, well, send us in a tape of you casting. So I like grabbed a a match off of YouTube and sat down and tried to cast it a couple of times. And holy shit, like it is so much more. Like I think that you really do. Some people are like naturally inclined to be able to fill a position like that. You know what I mean? Mm, Like even me with the gift of gab thinking that I'd be (laughs) able to go in there and fucking crush it not the case like you need to be operating on another level so i guess what i'm trying to do right now is like give you a little bit of like not everyone can do this kind of thing you know what <laughs> i mean like practice sure train sure but like i think it takes somebody with a, a very particular set of skills to be a good fucking caster for games or or even for you know sports or anything any kind of commentator
2: mm-hmm. yeah i, I, I mean really sure but i uh, i don't i don't think that it's not something that everyone can do as long as they're willing to put in some work to to work at it. Uh sure there is going to be natural inclination, but you know, just like anything else, you can literally set your mind to do anything that you want. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't have any idea that I wanted to be a caster or do this or or anything like that. And then I started doing it. And I was like, God, I actually enjoy this. And that pushed me to want to put in some extra time and spend some time going over footage and how can I be better and how can we make You know our broadcasts better for the viewer and you know it just it spitballs from there especially if it's something that you find that you're really passionate about i think it comes easy to want to yeah. just put in the hours. I mean, I, don't, I mean, my name is sleepy and it's not really ironic. I'm quite sleepy quite often because I'm <laughs> up all hours of the day and night doing something whether <laughs> you know whether it's working and and doing what I need to do for my job with Phase lock or whether it's you know doing stuff for VRml and trying to be available to anybody who who needs help with things or has questions uh, it, it's a non-stop job, but it's something I love doing and something i thank god that my partner appreciates not killing me over uh, right yeah that's huge dude you need someone
0: that like supports you like if you're gonna be with someone they they need to actually support you not just say they do (laughs) like actually support yeah um aspen darkfire in the chat uh brought up the echo arena rookie cup said the echo arena rookie cup was a lot of fun and he was on the winning team what the fuck really i didn't (laughs) know that that's amazing um you weren't okay. I thought you were looking at me like you were on the winning team. Okay. No, 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 no.
1: I did. Yeah, I, that would have been um, sweet. I, I love that game. That was awesome. Minute, the
0: it. rookie cup was awesome, and you know, I might have been like slightly salty about like a level forty-five that was on the team that beat me. You know what I mean? Which happened because yeah. they signed up as like a pre-level twenty, but by the time the tournament came, they grinded to like forty-five. So I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And he, of course, yeah. we got shredded. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was awesome as well. Aspen Darkfire and. I think it's good to have events like that, that encourage people who are not pros or not aspiring pros to participate in these types of events, because it's, it's so much more fun when it's for something for me, yeah. you know, like, and when it's organized and when like, okay, our match is coming up, like you get excited. Like there's, yeah. There's a level uh, that that you just can't get to playing casually. Um, that you do get to oftentimes in these organized events, which is why I say yes to pretty much any event that I get invited to because they're always so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be great to see more stuff like that, more like rookie events. You know, where like you know they're encouraging new players to participate in it, and they can kind of get a taste of what it might be like to to be on a team and to live that life. Because once you get there, you know, I think to some of the points you were making, sleepy, it kind of becomes a lifestyle. Like you just start to live and breathe it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely can. And, that, you know, that is one of the good things about the VRML as well as like our leagues are built with this kind of, you know, you you, you do with it what you want. Like if, you're, if your team is very try hard and you have the available hours to put in all this extra time to train and practice and work on your skills and, you know, develop that meta to be the number one team year after year after year then that's great. Then VRML is here for you. And, you know, we try and offer price pools that are enticing enough to make players want to put in that time. Um, But at the same time, if you're a Joe Schmo casual or, or Jane Schmo casual, who likes to just play for fun and, you know, they like the organized matches, but they don't necessarily care whether or not they take home the trophy and don't have the time to put in 30, 40 hours a week of practice. We're here for you too. You know, your team can, pause during a season for weeks, if if for a week or two, if you need to, uh, you know, real life happens just like right now with what's going on, the weather, uh, you know, the different things going on with epidemics and things going on. Like there's so many reasons why a person might not be able to participate in a week. Uh, you know, and so the VRML tries to offer these types of solutions where, you know, anyone can, can, can be there, they can jump in, they can jump out. But yes, these these rookie tournaments have been a great way to uh, encourage those who might feel like even though it's very open in environment, that they're not quite up to par yet for that skill level. So, you know, we've been doing that with Onward. Echo's been getting them in as well. So yeah, more rookie, the more events that we can do to encourage and teach the newer community members or the newer members in that particular game, I think the better overall because it'll just encourage and, and you know, that spreads that almost like... a I don't want to say this but almost like a virus it spreads you know <laughs> you teach someone how to enjoy this game and why they might be misunderstanding this game not being good uh by showing them why they're they maybe are playing wrong or maybe they're misunderstanding a mechanic or how something is supposed to work then all of a sudden they start enjoying it and they're like wow what i thought this game was really crap is really amazing and i'm gonna go share this with my friends and then they tell their friends and you know their friends had that same issue they show them how to how to fix that, how to enjoy it or how to properly enjoy it. And there it is again, it spreads out again. And, you know, we just keep seeing that. So hopefully that continues. So echo is an incredible game.
1: Yeah. And it was really, I mean, I feel like this game was built for esports. is just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anyone who hasn't played this game, you really need to play it and you really need to, I mean, it's a free game. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the stuff in the law, you know, I I, we were talking to a quick cosplay today and she went in and she tried this game. And uh, Mm. unfortunately, she had some, uh, you know, some issues with some kids that were being pretty nasty and stuff. But there is now a moderated lobby, correct, which you can opt into. You can go into the moderated lobby. Um, If anyone is toxic or crappy, they get booted out of there, which is great. I think more uh, more places need to follow suit with Mm -hmm. that. Um, because because you know free games come with you know some crappiness sometimes, um, yeah. but this game this game is so good and it really bothers me you know when when people go in and then they just get they get they get their uh, they get kind of poisoned if you will from the from the poison that's in the lobbies yeah and, um, it you is know, a shame it is because this game is so freaking good but so what do you see in the future as far as as far as other games becoming. Um, you know, uh, esports titles. Do you do you see Population One? Do you see um, you know different types of games that might be up and coming in this esports?
2: Yeah, I mean, scenario? part of my part of my part of my duties now with the VRML, um, as I've been kind of stepping away from more of the day to day and one individual game and looking, you know, more organizationally, has been kind of keeping my eye out on that landscape for upcoming titles that I think are you know ready for esports as far as gameplay uh yeah there's definitely a few out there pop one is obviously on everyone's radar right now uh it's a solid game i was just in it yesterday myself just to kind of check out the game again after a few updates see what's going on see if any of my you know my little uh negative points that i had for it personally were fixed and you know it's feeling good it's a great game you know i love the team over at big box uh had a great relationship started up with them uh, even before the game launched through v- through the vrml so we're hoping that you know we can get them to do some some vrml stuff but uh, we're waiting on some things on their end to make sure that we can really provide a good experience for the player private lobbies uh spectating stuff for example just so we can really put out an excellent you know showcasing of the game for them because it, that's another thing that kind of slips slips the mind of a lot of people. Is we're also showcasing these games for these developers, and that's a part of our relationship with the VRML. Is it, making sure that we keep this nice symbiotic relationship going with the developers, and we support them, and you know ensure that they support us. And Ready at Dawn and Downpour and many of the other developers have been great about doing that. A lot of them have even put up posters for us in their games. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of games out there. Uh, I know Hyperdash is catching a lot of attention recent, recently. Thanks for saying it's, that. Mm-hmm as soon as you know as it's coming out of uh alpha beta soon uh been in that one for a while i've been testing it for through multiple stages of that game's development i think that one's pretty solid uh grapple tournament actually skeeva's tournament was a big uh reason why i was able to kind of sign off on that one but i hopped into it yesterday for myself for the first time and uh, had a blast so i actually wrote a message over to them um just yesterday but i mean yeah there's a lot of great stuff coming out but there's something else that has to be said that i don't think some people are going to want to hear and that's not every game is going to be an esports game Mm -hmm. and i understand you know you want to be able to utilize that aspect of marketing or 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 something to to your advantage to get the attention and to get you know hype driven and that's great. And a lot of times you can still do singular events, but as far as something that maintains a competitive rhythm, not every game is built for that. You know, there are excellent example. Echo Arena you gave is an excellent example of a game that is built for esports, and you can tell everything is there that is needed. It has you know good cameras. It has good built-in game UI for the spectator mode. Uh, it's clean camera. You know, it's got everything it needs uh, to be, to function efficiently. So. The other thing that games need is a solid community and this is a mistake that the vrml has made in the past so it's not that we're infallible here either but oftentimes we can get a little too aggressive uh, when it comes to seeing a game's potential and then giving it a little bit too much attention too fast and it not quite doing as well uh as we anticipated but there is also something to be said in that to where small games deserve that support too. And if you really think that the game has that potential, then you stand by it. And so, you know, we recently added contractors to our umbrella of games this year and it's a smaller community, but it's a very passionate community. It's a lot of real life paintball players who are coming in or speedball players who are coming into this VR speedball game and are taking a loving to it and really diving in. And a lot of folks are convincing their friends, other speedball and paintball players who are unable to play a lot right now due to restrictions and, you know, lockdowns and things. And they're all getting in, they're all enjoying it. And the team, they're working with us, they're taking feedback, they're taking player feedback, all of that stuff is good. And I think with that kind of support, and, you know, that is the kind of communities that succeed uh, with a game that has potential. So not all games have need to be an eSport. go ahead, yeah. Oh, speaking of potential... You
1: know, like like you like you mentioned just uh, just a moment ago, Grapple Tournament is probably my favorite um, uh, competitive online multiplayer game. I mean, I really like when I was a kid. I grew up playing a lot of Unreal Tournament, Quake Three mm-hmm. Arena, stuff yeah. like that. And this game scratches every single one of those itches. Uh, I really, you know, I really feel like this game would be perfect for an eSport. Now, you'd mentioned before that there is also the issue where you got to have a community behind it, right? And, you know, where this game suffers is is its player base, unfortunately. But, you know, it's an early access. Right. And it's only on PC right now. They are working on a quest build. But, oh, my God god is this game so good it's so good and one of these days man if, if we can get you know the right tools in here to make this happen i i would watch this all day and all night and i love this game it's great to play and it's super fun to watch Matteo
0: 311 snuck into the chat and future did as well uh, what's you guys youtuber homies thank you guys for being here and i saw uh, outrun digital also dropped in and a nice, beautiful little heart. So thank you for dropping in. Um, You know, I think it's important to mention that while the VRML and, you know, things like it are, are, you know, really like pushing things forward and like taking things to a level of professionalism and like, you know, like taking things seriously. Like, I think that's all awesome. I think we need to, however, keep in mind that this is all still like we're like in like baby years right now like this is yeah, just like the, Atari the beginning
1: 2600 years right. like of vr right like even
0: stuff like these um you know popular uh, population problems or um, population one player no oh. i shouldn't <laughs> say population. like player population like oh, okay, yeah. you know like keeping keeping lobbies full and things like that anybody who plays any game that like allows you to be better than other people if they if they get good at it they're going to feel like they have something to prove at that point you know mm-hmm. like i've been watching um some streams of this gorilla tag lately. Have you seen this? Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really fun. It looks really fun. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's having a really good time with it. And I saw somebody on Twitter, uh, I think maybe jokingly say like, yo, if there's no VRML gorilla tag, that's, you know, I'm boycotting or something. Like that, <laughs> you know? yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I think it's uh, important to re- remind everyone, like kind of what you just said, like not every game is, is a good title for it. Um, but, we're all still in the infancy and i can see this going the way that like almost like uh like the speedrunning community goes right where yeah. like everyone like in every game somebody's going to have something to prove so they're going to look for the best way to prove that they're the best at that thing however they can and i feel like the vrml is like a great opportunity for people to start to do that but as vr grows as the communities grows as the games get better um i wouldn't be surprised if we saw you know something similar to a speedrunning community where like every game has some form of of you know proving grounds where you can be like yeah that's my high score yep that's mm-hmm. my i won that tournament like i'm the best you know people they got something to prove people get good mm-hmm. at this shit they want to prove it
2: that's actually a good point you don't know, mention the high school thing is we're quickly building a community and an environment within the VR esports industry thanks to collaborative efforts and support from different organizations i mean uh you mentioned outrun digital here in the chat just joining in and in their high school league i think that's their initiative there to get that spun up i know there's another high school league that i was made aware of as, as well that spouted up i think towards the end of last year um but you know this is great because we're kind of we're building this structure now for the years to come, right? Outrun and, and their team and the others like them are building the, the high school level of collegiate or of, of sports. Then you've got organizations like Maddie and her team at the CVRE, the collegiate VRE sports group, who's got the, the college esports level lockdown. And then you've got organizations like, you know, the VRML and others like it, you know, virtual athletics leagues, other leagues out there. Um, that that hit on the open slash professional level uh that you would go that you could go to after after college or after that collegiate level so i think what we're we're doing a great thing by working together with these different organizations rather than trying to cut up the pie into all these different sections right now because you know let's face it and it's i Small feel it's pie. exactly it's very similar to the the kind of the vr dev side of this as well it's like we're at a point in the industry where we should still be sharing tips and tricks and, and supporting each other and answering each other's questions rather than trying to keep everything a special shop secret or a special, you know, personal secret, et cetera, et cetera. Now that might not apply for players and their strategies and things like that, because you want to keep your, your gold, your gold strategies, your number one strategies yourself. But when it comes to things like what you're doing, some things that you could do to suggest to another organization who isn't competitive to you, isn't in any way going to be threatening what it is that you're doing. So why not give them the support? Why not throw them some tips? Why not throw them an introduction email or a connection or help them do some, cast an event for them, You know, run a specific aspect, just do what it is that they ask of you. Uh, I feel like it's so so much these days, especially right now, it's like everyone wanting, uh, this is my section of the industry, this is my section of the market. Like, it's We're still too small for that. We've seen great growth in recent years and in recent months, and all thanks to various headsets making their way to the market, but it, we're still not there. We're not Xbox level, we're not PlayStation level users, we're not PlayStation level players. We need to stop with the this is mine. You can't have it like the walled garden. Shit's got to stop. We got to support each other to an extent. I mean, yes, there are going to be things you want to keep secret. You're going to make breakthroughs that you're going to want to hold to yourself for a bit, at least until maybe you put out your next game that has this really awesome thing in it. Right. You're not just going to openly talk about that before you launch it. But after it's done, uh, take uh, for the for example, the guy who did the liquid shader for Half-Life Alex. Mm,
1: mm -hmm. He
2: did it. The game launched, but then he he shared that with the with the community he was like this is what i did this is how i did it and then now you see the compound developer adding that in a in a kind of 8-bit pixelated version in, within his game and so that's just really cool to see when folks share that sort of stuff because it allows us all to grow together wow compound i haven't heard that one in a little bit that was a
1: really love that cool <laughs> like 8-bit kind of retro game in vr that's really cool.
0: I've never played it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's super very neat. Doom vibes, like Doom yeah. Three vibes, Doom and like Wolfenstein Three D mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Um, no, that's that's super awesome, man. I um I I agree with you. It's a very small pie right now. It's a really hard thing to chop up a very small pool of people into little teeny tiny sections. You know, we are at the Atari Two Thousand Six Hundred phase of this, and as we bump up to the Nintendo Super Nintendo, you know, and get all the way up to the, you know. The Xbox and PlayStation base, um, you know, it's going to take some time, and we got to help each other to 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 grow um, up, you know, to that point and and beyond that. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's
0: going to be really awesome. Yeah. I'm really stoked to to like be a part of this and to be able to see how everything's going to unfold. You know, because like in in like normal esports, I don't I say normal. I guess I mean non wow. non <laughs> VR esports. Um, you know, like like a League of Legends team, like they that's what they play they mm-hmm. fucking play league of legends and nothing else you mm-hmm. know i have yep. noticed that in in vr a lot of our vr athletes people like pesky cashew they just fucking cruise from game to game to game to game to game you mm-hmm. know like vr is like the thing you know and i can see how in the future as more titles come out that are more captivating and more uh satisfying and fulfilling then people will like kind of start to like find their homes a little bit, you know, as mm-hmm. the community grows and we'll probably start to see more established, uh, leagues and tournaments because people will like set themselves up. And they're like, yeah, I'm a pro onward player, period, you know, mm-hmm. which I know there are plenty of folks out there like that. Um, but I still feel like the VR community allows for that kind of movement. And, uh, I'm excited to see it get to the point where it's big enough to where things are more delineated and things are clearer and mm-hmm. there's like more games and more titles and more communities and, in all of it, yeah. And I yeah. hope I get to part play, play in some of it too. That'd be great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't go anywhere, I guess. That's the April, like, just don't <laughs> go anywhere because uh, I'm sure there will be more events that you'll be invited to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great, and I'm glad to see that there's just a difference in a game type coming out, you know. And grapple tournament is kind of a good example of that, where you know, it's breaking the, the kind of the not the mold, but the, the the rut that VR esports has even kind of gotten into of mostly being fps right mm-hmm. you've got echo and you've got other games in there final assault and and snapshot and even arguably that's still an fps um but things like grapple tournament and others in the future will pave a way for people to find like alex said to find their home mm-hmm. because because we're so small people don't know where their niche is yet or their niche hasn't been created to their liking and they haven't you know signed off on something and said yes i support this this is my community this is where i belong and where where i will spend most of my time and you know we were lucky with the vrml and the first few games that were added that most of those communities were already established they already pretty much knew each other and and had been playing in lobbies with one another for so long so organizing that and getting people to agree on things was a lot easier initially but you go to you know other communities that are fresher newer a newer game uh etc and you start to get friction you start to get new questions or you get people who haven't been here so they don't understand and they might need something explained out to them a little bit more than your average user so it it comes with its problems but overall welcome welcome all ye who enter the mm-hmm. world of VR <laughs>
0: I love it. And, like, I'm, like, sitting here imagining, like, your future. I mean, well, frankly, it's the present. But, like, the future where VR esports are on taking place on stage, right? And, like, you're seeing the or players. The Olympics. Yeah, or the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, especially because, like, yeah. I'm imagining stuff like hand-to-hand combat. You know, like, maybe Thrill of the Fight 2's multiplayer will be really fucking good. And, like, a bunch of people will get in there and, like, there will be we'll some scary hopefully. mofos. Mm-hmm. Well, it will. Thrill of <laughs> the Fight 2 has multiplayer coming. Yes. So that's good. But, you know, or Creed or whatever. But, like, there's a couple of like hand to hand combat games that, in my opinion, aren't like, good enough to be played mm. truly competitively, but I imagine one's going to be coming pretty damn soon. And I'm like, imagine watching, watching those two guys walk out on a stage, right? Like That'd the be two sick. best fighters in VR, Actually like there's no fight. way they're not in great shape. You know, mm. like I guarantee mm-hmm. they're going to come out and be like, be like you need party. I man.
1: you got to be able like, you ever play, like I'm sure people out there have played the thrill of the fight. Right. And you, you get a couple rounds in and you're sweating and you're tired and you're just mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, I can't do it anymore. It takes a lot of physical exhaustion. You're throwing punches. You're dodging, you're moving your body constantly. And uh, and that's great. You know, maybe we're going to get to a generation of uh, video gamers that won't have that, you um that oh you sit on the couch and play video games you know (laughs) thing built around them right i mean it's going to be oh you play video games you must be in shape
0: (laughs) right you're a vr VR athlete yeah like you know the champion of uh you know like counter strike or whatever looks a lot different than the champion of thrill the fight too you know (laughs) that's what i'm getting at like you'll actually have an intimidating presence as a result of your ability in the thing that you compete as opposed to like what we see now just like some scrawny kid is like hands down the fucking best he's like the murderer you know mm-hmm. and he's just like mm-hmm. like little guy them which them is great gamers. i'm glad yeah. he can do that um but it will be awesome to like just see like two titans walk out with vr headset
2: <laughs> yeah, be great. To yeah, meanwhile that. eric for president gamertag walk out like
0: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I, oh my god i cannot wait to like get oh. a couple of beers oh. in both of them and like start the, the arm wrestling like, <laughs> I, I want the VR YouTuber arm wrestling championship to go <laughs> to the top. <laughs> yeah. To the top. Over the top. Over is what the top. I mean. over, yeah,
2: the top.
1: Yeah, over the top. Yeah. Yep. To the top is a great game. But, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: now,
0: I'm going to spill <laughs> something. This is a little something juicy. Let's say it's not that juicy. I have ideas. I've had plenty of ideas for games over the years. And an idea that I have had for a VR game, and I guess if you're a developer listening, you can feel free to take it if you want, would be uh an online arm wrestling game where you put your your elbow on the table and your controller you can rotate right so like you could get that like over the top like five and like there could be like maybe have a couple of cooldowns that you could hit with your button to like give you an advantage here or there you know but you could like <laughs> walk up with somebody across the table put your elbow on an actual table and do some of this stuff that'd be cool oh, so there knows? you go developers, maybe arm wrestling in vr it's coming, and I expect uh, like at least a name in the credits or something.
1: <laughs> if it's any good, there you have um, it,
0: folks. Yep. So, sleepy, what do you think about stuff like this? Um, this like uh this peripheral gun that people mm. have been talking about this week. Like, mm-hmm. are you stoked about this thing? Because I, when I got into VR, I played Firewall Zero Hour pretty much exclusively. Once I got it's it, great game. The aim controller, in my opinion, is what makes it so goddamn good. Like, it is so comfortable in your hands. It works great. You get the dual analogs. You get all the buttons, like, fully able to control my game. And it looks like this product that's coming out will be, it's kind of almost like falling in the footsteps of the aim controller a little bit. Am I right, Skifa?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the aim controller came out as a huge hit. But, you know, it's PlayStation VR. It's optically tracked. And, you know, it drifts a lot and does this and that. Now, originally when Palmer Lucky was was, um, still running, um oculus and they hadn't sold to facebook yet they were going to come out with a tracked gun and uh once they sold to facebook um mark fuckerberg i mean zuckerberg uh <laughs> put a squ- you know he squashed that and was like nope not happening we don't do guns but then proceeded to go out you know create a million different murder simulations in vr which doesn't make any sense we can't have a plastic gun representing those fake guns but, you know, that guy's an idiot. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I am excited for this because this is huge. These guys uh, made guns for, for, um, for VR arcades. And, um, right. and now, you know, the, the VR arcade market is hurting. Unfortunately, because of this virus, it's really screwed up that industry. Um, so yep. companies like, like Behaptics and companies like this have to adapt die right mm-hmm. so they are they are shifting over to the consumer market and they're using the funds that they made in the um in the uh, arcade um industry and bringing it over bringing this product over to to consumers so i'm stoked man because i feel like a tracked gun is severely needed and it has haptics too yeah it does which yeah, the aim does.
2: controller did not have yep what do you think yeah. sleepy Yeah. So, I mean, I just I actually just noticed the video uh, on that from Nathy this morning when I was kind of scrolling through my morning news feeds. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to see it. Uh, I'd I'd have to try it to really give my opinion on it, you know, because VRML, we've had a long term sponsor of our league from ProTube VR and they make some great stuff. Uh, It's really hard to beat their product. I know there's a lot of other companies out there. Um, but, uh, you know, the team over at, at ProTube has been great. Born and the team, you know, je t'aime beaucoup. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they're they hard to beat. But yes, I I would be interested to try it to see how it actually works, how it, you know, how it feels in the hand, how it plays with most games, or if it's going to be locked to specific titles. Uh, but I do think it's great that these companies like Behaptics Haptics with another sponsor uh, of the vrml and i know alex i believe you work with them as their community manager correct so yep. you know keeping it all in house here baby but uh, you know <laughs> great product uh and another way of add immersion to this immersive experience that we have but uh, yeah, so I, I, I obviously I have my my re- reservations on it, but I would definitely love to to see it, love to try it, just to give it a give it a heads up. But you know, the more things that we can do to give that player that immersion experience, whether it be via tactiles or via you know peripherals that can you know translate into you know connection to the brain and i think that's stuff that we need more of and i think that's stuff that be haptics and other products like it and full body trackers and and all this other stuff this really cool things that are going on in the industry right now and all this push Mm -hmm. and drive for you know progress is just it's great and i'm excited to see it but you know let me out of here let's go to cons again let me go to events so i can try this stuff you know
0: you make me want to flip my table uh, right now i cannot (laughs) wait To go back to fucking convention,
2: um, I just—I
0: I, want to see these. You know. Like, I want to see you guys. I want to talk. I want to talk to
2: these these shops yep. and like try I wanna this arm product. wrestle
0: GT and feel the power in my arms. <laughs> Uh, Uh, i I don't want to have to
2: beg someone to ship me some (laughs) product overseas so that i can try it and say yeah this product's great like i want to be able to just try it at this show and then be able to say like i tried this i know for a fact that this thing is great and not have to say like please send me one i'll do a review or anything Mm -hmm. but i'll uh, you know i'll give you my support i mean that's
1: huge that's huge for vr because you can't you can't tell someone or show someone on a flat screen what vr is like you can't show them what these peripherals peripherals are like but when you're on an expo or a convention and these people try this stuff and they have their minds melted and it changes their lives and we gotta man we, we just i am very excited to get yeah. back to the expo life and the convention life
0: well sleepy you made a great point when you talked about the gun and you were like talking about like what games it would work with and like if the game would need to be like specifically made for it and that got me thinking and it would be you're hundred percent right. Like I personally can't play. I personally am not a fan of gun stocks. I, uh, I love everyone who makes them because I see that they're like, I understand why people like them and why it might make sense for someone to use it. So I admire and appreciate all the work that's done. But personally, in my experiences with them, they are far too cumbersome having to detach my controllers from this thing and then have it dangle awkwardly from my neck while I'm trying to do something else. Like, Maybe maybe for onward only, I could maybe see a gun stock making sense because like you're you're basically like committed to one gun. The couple of movements are kind of designed in a way where a gun stock would kind of make sense. But the reason why firewall was so good is because it was designed next to the aim controller. Like they were made for each other.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: you know th- this controller, this peripheral, this haptic gun. You can't play Pop One with this thing. You need to be able to climb, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't do yeah. so many VR games that require you to just like run and grab something real quick, or like, you know, be able to pull a pin out of, gr- out of a grenade and and use your hand mm-hmm. separately. You know, that's why Solaris, when it came out, it was obvious that that was basically like they took Firewall and <laughs> reskinned it and changed a few things and stuck it back out. That's why you couldn't fucking use your other hand because the the model was based off of the aim controller where you don't get two hands oh i think of that yep mm. so then they had to find a way to separate your hand within the code after it had already been set up for firewall you know well, so, uh, so
1: then why did they release without squad support Well, that's,
0: i have no idea that's a whole nother conversation yeah but i guess so anyway <laughs> next where week on
2: between realities <laughs>
0: yeah, right? yeah. but the point here is that it, it, you're right it does need to be made for that game and now that i'm thinking about it what the fuck game can well, I possibly it needs, use that? It in?
1: just needs support, right? So, you know, so it just, just like an aim controller, Kinda. you don't, you don't need to use the aim controller in the games that it's, that it's supported in, but you can. And if you know what's good for you, you will, because most of those games are not good with just a
0: dual shock. But the ones that use that were designed for it, like Correct. Firewall and Farpoint. Like- but
1: most of the guns that we have, though, I mean, most of the games that we have are designed around guns.
0: Yes, but two hands, two individual tracked controllers. This is true. And so this it's is both be, hands connected yeah. to the same thing. So it's
1: going to be interesting to see how they pull this off for sure.
0: Well, I think they'll yeah. ship it with compatible software, to, to Sleepy's point. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to pick it up and play your favorite game with that thing. Yeah, like, it's.
2: You, it won't yeah. happen. Maybe, maybe not. The other problem I see with devices like that is because it does involve some sort of support, whether it be some type of dongle device to communicate haptic information between computer and, you know, peripheral, uh, or whether it's some sort of SDK API integration that needs to be done within uh, a game's code. That's all things that aren't necessarily easy to do. Going to a game designer, game developer and saying, hey, we want you to take this game that you've got, you know, presumably working perfectly you know obviously there are <laughs> always some bugs and little little things that escape qa but um anyways uh and we want you to take that and we want you to inject this block of code for our thing and you know and, and hope that it work and make it work basically yeah. uh, because we want to be able to say you know we su- we're supported on your product and and while many developers love the idea of this a lot of them you know Budgets are tight right now, and especially mm-hmm. so with, you know, everything going on in the world with COVID and, and the restrictions that are going on. A lot of folks having to go remote. Budgets are restricting even more so, and you. These things take time to integrate, and a lot, a lot of times, some teams don't have that time to 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 justify to yep. to build out this support for these items because you know that I'm sure there are plenty of games out there that would love to be able to add in. Be haptic support. This is just for example. This, I'm not saying that their stuff is hard to integrate or anything. Uh, you know, be haptic <laughs> support, a cyber <laughs> shoe support, any of these additional peripherals support. You know, they love the idea of doing it, but is it practical? Does it make sense for where they are in development? Does it make mm-hmm. sense for where they are in their budget? Does it make sense for you know? Is their producer? You know, publisher? Is there yeah. you know?
1: Is there enough going to enough allow it to of these be done? devices sold that it's worth the time for the few people right. that are going to use them.
0: And in right. the specific case of this fucking gun, honestly, I cannot think of a single game where I'm not going to need both of my hands that isn't PSVR aim controller design. I can't like I'm, I'm sitting. I was like trying to think about it. I'm like, holy shit, I need both of my hands and everything
2: like I mean, most people would argue that any game that removes your ability to use both hands is not a a, you know, a worthy VR title because right. you're essentially removing, you know, presence. Yeah, you're removing yeah. that connection between your real body and that virtual body that you're which, supposed to be immersed in.
0: And I'd never had a problem with that in firewall and I never had a problem with that in Farpoint, which is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Here. Well, you know, sure. so so
1: certain games, um, I feel like you might be able to if there's a if there's an analog stick on this controller, I mean, they do it kind of similar to PSVR, it's possible. Now there will there will be games that fit it definitely better than others. Um, what if I had to reach, reach on into your sidearm? I don't know. Like I don't know with, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to yeah. do. Maybe it'll, I don't know. I don't know. But it's up to these guys to figure it out. Right. <laughs> and to make this a thing, right? So let's see what they're really made of. Are they going to be able to pull this off?
0: Well, they obviously convinced someone because somebody gave them $4 million to keep going. Yeah, true. So true. I'm guessing it's going to launch with a game. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the game is good enough for them to convince people to spend mm-hmm. $400 on a controller. Mm-hmm. Cause now, after buying the knuckles, I'm gonna be fucking cautious yeah. <laughs> about buying expensive ass controllers. Cause yeah. I am so disappointed with that shit. Yep. Like those things suck so bad for the price that they are, and for the promise that they yep. that they deliver, like that they were offering.
2: Yeah, no, that's too bad. Honestly, one of the biggest reasons why I have not ponied up and shelled out for an index is just all the horror stories between the cables and the controllers, mostly the controllers. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean, it's most just of them. <laughs> like I, I want to own this device, but, you know, most especially now as a QA tester and specialist for phaser lock, like I kind of need one to be able to to do my job, make sure that we're putting out the best product for, the, for all the best headsets, you know, mm-hmm. effectively. But, uh, you know, I can't justify spending a thousand bucks on something that i'm gonna have to deal with the headache of replacing a controller every other six months or every Mm -hmm. year or whatever you're, you're out you don't have your controller
1: for the the three weeks or whatever it takes for you to mail it back them to send you a new one you know shit like that when you when you put out a product for a premium price like the index if my controller breaks, you send me the controller, I'll put the broken one in the box and yeah. send it back to you. Yeah. This isn't this isn't an Oculus Quest 2 that I got for 299 and fucking deal with it. This is a $1000 premium headset that was, you know, that was that was made to be the best. Yeah. And they're not supporting it like it is, and it's yeah. too bad. And,
0: they, so. and it's not like they give you your money back while you don't have the headset. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like right. still fucking yeah. paid for it. Yeah, and I've been through five RMAs with them, so I know. That's insane. Yeah. SoulFox Gaming in the house, he uses the index controllers for, like, everything. And he's yeah. an insanely good gamer. I yeah pretty so, good um, so sleepy what do you think is like the most competitive controller because i when i'm going into something that i know i need to be good at i actually will avoid my knuckles if yeah. possible because yeah. the grabbing like my hands get sweaty and then i can't fucking grab anything and it's an absolute nightmare so sometimes i'll go to the, the vive controllers but they're way too heavy there's not enough buttons so then i'll try quest with link but that connection is not as good as my vibe pro so i kind of have this like this fucking circle of fuckery that i go around and i can never really find <laughs> the, the, the comfortable setup so <laughs> what's what's the what is it what what is the competitive setup for you
2: uh, well, so you've really put me in a spot here, boy. Uh, <laughs> as a member of a competitive community, you're going to ask me the most competitive controller. Uh, so it, this is going to be completely my opinion. So full disclaimer up front. Um, VRML
0: says this is the best <laughs> controller!
2: <laughs> no, so for me and for what I have always played and the games that I've used, the, the Oculus uh, Touch controllers have always been the best. Uh, for any sort of shooting game, the pistol grip style grip makes it the most relatable to a weapon of any controller that's out there yes it's limited it doesn't have as many budgets or, or buttons or gadgets or different things that it can do in comparison to vive ones or uh, or index controllers etc or even the windows mixed reality controllers which are arguably not great controllers anyways because of all the different input methods that they gave you for some reason anyways um <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so i mean as far as use goes I don't think you could really beat those touch controllers right now. And to me, the original CV ones are probably the best. That uh, they did a good Agreed. job. I think with the Quest Two getting close to the CV One controllers, yeah, but that little arc that they added into the Quest Two controllers threw it off just a little bit for me. So, uh, yeah, but overall, I think the Quest, the the Quest, the Rift touch controllers are the best. I know a lot of folks would argue with me, you know, just based off of performance that they've gotten with Vive controllers, and I'm not discounting those. I've actually never had the opportunity to use Vive controllers outside of a few demos. So as far as playing the same games that I love to play and comparatively testing them against each other, I've not been able to do that. So I I won't really make that apples to apples comparison because I can't, and I don't want to be any voice of opinion on that. But I have been happy uh, with all my Oculus products, controllers-wise, uh, as far as, you know, their feel in-game and being useful, I don't think they're too heavy. The weight's balanced pretty well. Um, the only thing I've really found the weight isn't balanced accurately for is that new side quest thing, paradiddle, the drumming uh thing and that's just because mm-hmm. as a drummer you know you're gonna want it yeah. it's also due to hit detection and it just you know there's a Plus, lot of things you got to do don't to mimic get that, a drum
0: that backwards right feedback. no balance that's, no that's hard yeah. That, yeah.
1: that is hard for sure you know this is a good segue and since we're talking about oculus stuff anyway did you know alex because i know this was your most requested feature mm. um that we have Uh, we're going to have real soon here, if not right now, some people already have it. Yeah. The ability to have separate users on your quest Mm -hmm. so you can log off, log in as a different user, have a full, uh, you know, the full library with game sharing where they can play the games, have their own progress, blah, 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 blah. So this is a big deal. This is huge. This is the most, I think from what I've seen online, it's the most requested feature, um, that, that the quest has, um,
2: yeah. I think I'm it's actually, quality of life improvement, in my opinion, by far, um, you know, especially especially for anyone who works within a developer uh, with the recent changes they made to having to have you know Facebook accounts tied to it. That's caused a lot of developers to have to shift the way that they do things because dev dev accounts now have to change to these and this and that like there's this yeah. whole process behind it. And for, for a lot I know I know I know a lot of studios were like, oh, this is confusing, what's going on? And Oculus did a great job with, you know, using their dev partnership people to chat and make sure that everyone understood the process. But this I think is the biggest improvement because like for myself, myself and my partner up until recently would have to share a headset and I don't want to have to, you know, control where she is within a storyline. I want her to have that and you know, some games solve that by right. having a save file things but in most games you just pick up where the last session left off and Mm -hmm. i you know want to take away from her experience or seeing a specific portion of a storyline because there's no separate account so i think this is a great step i mean obviously we still all still have things that we wish would be improved upon within the headset within the oculus platform or, or environment in general but i think they are making effective efforts to try um sure they're going to make some yeah. steps along the way and i'm sure a lot of people will flame me for kind of sticking up for them to a certain degree but you know yeah. without their continued investment into the space there would be a lack of progress a lack of momentum in my opinion this is the true index, this is true the index mm-hmm. did good to bump us forward a little bit and i think the g2 drove a little bit of hype even though it kind of fell flat it overall did fall flat yeah but yeah. the quest 2 and oculus is pushing you know and facebook's involvement and push to it mm-hmm. is honestly it's been driving the, the industry and as if, yeah. whether you like them or not
1: that there it is like well there's no secret here that that you know i am personally not a fan of of mark fuckerberg or facebook but they have driven this community further than than it could have been without them mm-hmm. right it's just too bad that they're kind of shitting on everyone as they go but But for real, like they have put they have pushed the progress of this industry so far and so fast, especially with the quest. And they found out they dabbled in all of these things until they found the secret sauce and they found what people wanted. And now they're moving towards it. And they are good at listening to the feedback. And, you know, these things take time to do. This is a new platform, but they are doing a good job at adding the features that people are really, really, you know, that they're excited about. I mean, they've really implemented almost everything that people have really
0: requested. Yeah, and that is good. You know, like for me, it's about being able to use both of my quests the way I want to. Like I have a quest one and a quest two where I am the owner of both of them, but I want to be able to play Beat Saber with my partner and be able to log in as me on either headset. Mm -hmm. So that's impossible unless we do this, but now I'm going to have to pick up another copy of Beat Saber if I want to pull this off. Here's the thing, though. This is a, a little thing for Beat Saber players out there. Yesterday or the day before, one of the two. This a couple days ago, perhaps. I installed the Beat Together mod for uh, for my PC version and for my Oculus Quest version, which is a modded like server connector. And I played with her on my Vive Pro cross-platform with her on the oculus downstairs so
1: this mod enables cross-platform beat saber multiplayer multiplayer. yep wow (laughs) Wow. now if you if they could also implement
0: voice chat that and this (laughs) is thank you this is where i was going with the conversation so now i have to decide okay is voice chat worth 30 dollars you know, like, because that's the only thing I'm missing is that we don't get to jump into an Oculus party if I'm on my PC.
1: Upstairs. The six times you get to hang out with John Carmack, would you have paid $30 to talk to him all those times? Because fucking I would.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I can talk to my fiance by going downstairs. Correct. <laughs> but, but if Beat Saber had,
1: had voice chat, I know I'd have played. I haven't even played the multiplayer. Because right. cause if I can't talk to anyone, it's not multiplayer to me.
0: Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. So, you, so, I mean, I probably will end up buying yeah. it, which, yeah. of course, is going to suck because then I'm also going to need to buy all the fucking song packs again on another account. It's like, you motherfuckers. I know.
1: I know. You know, the, the cross-platform thing with Beat Saber is a bummer because not only do you have to rebuy the game on PC VR for Oculus, yes. Steam VR for Quest, for PlayStation VR... But they don't even give you your song packs in between. So you have to rebuy the song pa- packs on every platform that you want. It's like, come on, Oculus. You own this studio. Mm-hmm. Let me have my song packs. At least I'll buy the title again. Let me just have the song packs I purchased from Quest to PC. So I don't have to fucking deal with it. But this. I have it on it's Steam ridiculous. for
0: PC. So that's uh, not fucking happen. Jeez.
1: Because I have HTC Vive.
0: So anyway, I'm in a weird spot right now. I'm excited that this is happening, but it happened immediately after me saying, finally, whatever, screw you guys, I'm going to get my own solution. Mm -hmm. And I did, and it Mm -hmm. actually worked pretty damn well. So I'm kind of like, am I going to end up spending the... 30 40 50 60 like 70 dollars that it's going to end up costing me to get beat saber you know and add the multiplayer the voice chat the oculus voice chat that's the only thing i'm
1: then the other thing is too that you know it's going to be a constantly evolving thing as as facebook puts out new builds i'm sure they're going to try to break whatever mods there are you're going to have to you know update it you're going to hop into it oh it doesn't work right now there was an update blah 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 so, so I'm going thing. to, is, is, is
0: I guess what well, we're coming yeah. to the conclusion here is I'm going to end up fucking spending another 60 to $70 on Beat Saber as a result of this.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Beat Saber is kind of like VR crack. Isn't it is. It? Like well, you just keep buying it and, and buying it, exerci- it and like buying For me,
0: it's like, it's like <laughs> a very, it's a primary form of exercise. Like I can yeah. get in there and go hard and love every second of it. And I want to share that with my partner. So yeah. I'm probably going to end up doing it. And so I guess thanks and no thanks. <laughs> Facebook. yeah there's
2: a few t- that's always been one of the things along with just just I'd, i've never really understood the hype behind beat saber i guess other than maybe just the ddr connection for a lot of people um the just the the fact that it was like rebuy it here rebuy it here rebuy it here i was like i can't get behind that like yeah. especially for what beat saber is i mean if you break it down you're just cutting blocks to the, to music for a score yep. i mean that's to me that's not exhilarating i mean don't get me wrong i enjoy beat saber and i have a blast doing dance routines and like alex said working out but it it's not it's never been the game that hooked me like i see it get its hooks yeah. into so many of the you know the community out there and i i'm not you know In any of those people, you know, everyone finds their niche, finds their home, like Alex said earlier, and that's great. And, you know, welcome, welcome to your home, welcome to the VR community if you're new. If you're not, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. so glad to see that there's a community out there that's as passionate as an esports community, even if it's not competitive based, even if it's just purely freedom based, (laughs) you know, the freedom to have your own mods and your own songs and your own maps and skins for your sabers, etc. Like, if that I can support that because it and I think that sort of thing and the, the you know the music packs it I kind of yeah. saw it coming, I guess, especially after the buyout. But right. um Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'll just speak
0: quickly from the perspective of someone who did get bit by that by that beat saber bug. It really just boils down to expression. Like The high score is cool. Like being good at the game, cool, right? Getting like beating a higher score than your friends, whatever. But it it is 100% boils down to expression. Like the reason why I need the new song pack isn't so I can set a new high score on that song because I'm good at that song. It's because where the blocks are in that pattern feel fucking good. Like it feels good. Like Mm -hmm. there is so much expression in the movement. It's and it's kind of like there are some people out there who would never go out to a club at night and go dancing, you know? But there are some others who that is what they live for. Like, they yeah, go yeah. And, like, they get to express themselves. Same thing here. Like, Beat Saber is, like, dancing at the club for those mm. people who love that expression. With lightsabers. Mm. Yeah, it's just sick. It's fucking sick. <laughs> it's so dope, and it feels amazing. You feel like you are just, like, club shredding. Death yeah, yeah. Right? just, like, ripping through everything. <laughs> <So that's good. laughs> and then there's a drop, and you're down there with an, oh, it's so good. It's the, it's everything. I love it. I'm gonna end up buying it again, and I'm pissed.
1: You heard it here, folks. beast Saber, Beat Saber is a must-buy. <laughs> Nobody knew, but it's a hidden gem.
0: Rendered, <laughs> rendered Reality, what's up, dude? What's up? Get Sean? out of town. I know. Rendered
1: Reality is here. What's up? Me me
0: love Rendered Reality. Yeah, coffee and
1: VR is amazing. And shout out to Sean. You know, he's he's been going through some tough times, man. And 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 I've. I've gone through some some of those similar times, so I really I can really feel what he's what he's going through. So yeah. tripnip is out here out also. You,
0: Thanks for tri- stopping in. Tripnip, see quick Hello, is Caster. here. Yeah, Mepper also cruised in before uh, before things got wrapped up here to tune into the final final moments of our uh, of mm-hmm. our show here. I'm starting to get close to the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are close. What do you think, there, Sleepy? Is there anything? That you are dying to get into anything that we haven't talked about or mentioned that you think you want to uh, throw this way? Uh no pressure.
2: Yeah, well, I, I can't think of anything, but if I were to be like giving my my like final minutes, if you will, uh I just want to thank everybody out there who's not only supported myself as an individual, but supported the VRML, supported Phaserlock, the studio that I now work for. Uh, supporting any of the organizations that I've worked for, any of the organizations who are out there doing something to engage our community. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize the amount of time and effort that's going into these things behind the scenes and not just specifically speaking for VRML. I'm just saying as a whole and Skiva, I know you, you know this now a lot since you organized that grapple tournament event, uh, but there's a lot of things that go on and a lot of people who are doing this this stuff in addition to what they do in their regular lives, you know, a lot of folks are still going to work every day, logged into their 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 PCs, etc., doing their normal nine to five job, and then doing the you know what's required of them to, to keep a community going, to keep uh uh to to, to keep things progressing, uh, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that goes unnoticed. Oftentimes, it, it goes ridiculed. Depending on you know what server what community you might be in or, or you know those opinions and perceptions are oftentimes based in a lack of information. But anyways, I just want to say thanks to all of those people. Of of course, it, it, thanks to any of the sponsors. Uh, spe- specifically, recently HyperX, they've recently come on with us uh, to help us support a few of our leagues. Uh, the whole reason my audio has been sounding so clear in this chat is because I'm on HyperX equipment now. Uh, they've been doing great to support us, Vince Kwan as the guy I've been dealing with over there. He's fantastic. He's been really receptive and responsive to everything that we've done. He was very helpful in getting us some prizes for that uh, Final Assault charity event, so very thankful to him. And realistically, all of our sponsors, uh, you know, ProTube, B-Haptics, I know that one will go a long way for Alex and uh, his ties to to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, ju- I guess more than anything, I just, I miss all of you. I really do. <laughs> uh, so... I can't wait till we can all get together again because I am so sick and tired of being stuck in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are, buddy. But can you imagine
1: this quarantine time without virtual reality? No. no. Yeah, I like I, I feel like I cheated through this quarantine yeah. because people are like, oh, my God, I haven't seen anyone. I'm like, well, you obviously don't have VR because I see people every single day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I see them standing there in front of me. I talk to them. I see hand gestures. I see all this stuff. I play games with them. Like like VR has been the savior of this quarantine for me. I mean, I guess I uh, you know I'm in that bubble. I know how awesome VR is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and the ball was already rolling before the quarantine hit. Right. It's not like it was in response to the quarantine. Right, like we were right. already living the life, right. and then everyone else is flipping the fuck out. And we're like, what? what? What happened? I got a something's bunch of free going, time now. what's going on dope. out
1: there. What's like, going on out there
0: in the real? World? I feel. I honestly <laughs> feel bad for benefiting so much from from yeah. the fucking pandemic but really the last year just like helped push everything in vr and you know i was able to free up get so much more time to do shit like this and um you know i'm thankful for vr during all of this stuff as well and i'm thankful to brad sleepy adkins for joining us today on this fucking episode of between realities man thank you so much we are huge fans of you of the companies that you work for and represent and of anything Future that you are planning. I can already tell. I'm Thank you already. for
1: everything you do and for how much support and love you put into this community. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys. It. I you appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for
0: having me.
2: I really Absolutely. do uh, appreciate
0: Of course, dude. Say goodbye to, to Sleepy, everybody. See you later, Bye. everybody. Sleepy. Bye, Sleepy.
1: <sighs> that was fun. What a great guest. Yes. We're so lucky. We're we so are. lucky to come on every week and talk to awesome people. We really are. Yeah.
0: We are lucky to have the guests that we do. We're lucky to have this amazing, amazing audience that we have with, uh, Venchi, Who's a, uh, is that Vench double E, Vench E E. I don't know what's up, dude, but thanks for being here. Um, Sean from under reality, triple nipple, Mr. Trinidad, Aspen, dark German rifter, Me- uh, mepper quicks, soul Fox gaming, Onikaze future Lirial. Thank you guys all so much. Tone's my bones. Love You guys, we love you guys. Um, we're going to keep doing the show. I think. We'll you probably think? yeah, we'll probably <laughs> go yeah, we'll <laughs> another episode uh a week from today. Yeah, if we, I guess if we feel like it. And, maybe. And tell tell us who we can expect.
1: Maybe if we feel like it, we'll have James Jensen of Jump VR. So this guy, mm. this guy um, has taken skydiving to a whole new virtual level. And he has come out with a way to simulate um all of skydiving and, and it's just so cool man this check out this company jump vr really really cool stuff we're going to talk to this yeah, guy next week we'll figure see out how the hell
0: this works because i've already yeah. got
1: questions <laughs> yeah um, for sure it's going to be a good time
0: it is going to be a good time thank you guys so much like subscribe fucking comment share this shit with your friends or something because we are ready for a larger audience so let's fucking this yes. until all next right. week everyone have a great weekend we'll see you soon bye